and welcome to the very first episode of the Chair Shot Podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and with me every week is going to be Nick Davis. Say hello, Nick. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Um, so this is going to be a podcast. It's basically going to be two mates chatting. Um, but what we're going to be chatting about, for the most part, is professional wrestling, and specifically AEW wrestling, because it's the hot new wrestling company. It's taken the world by storm. We're both massive fans of it, uh, and it's just a great thing to talk about. And especially now, we've just had this pay-per-view. feels like potentially a new era of professional wrestling kicking off, um, and we're both like really excited about it. Um, before we get into reviewing the pay-per-view, before we get into reviewing All Out, um, I just want to go for a little bit about our backgrounds in as you know in wrestling as fans and sort of how we talked about getting this podcast going um so yeah nick do you want to talk about a little bit um do you want to go first on how you kind of got into wrestling what what you love about wrestling okay mate well um for the past 25 years really i've been watching wrestling um all literally other than football it's my passion my what drive uh, what drives me in life kind of thing like in terms of my entertainment time, it's something that well, I think I know way too much about. But I waste too much of my life talking about, to be honest. And now that you've wrote me into this, and I will say, wrote, <laughs> I will say, wrote me into it, Sam. We'll get to that story. It looks yeah, like we're, yeah, we look... will get to that story, mate. We'll get to that story. Um, so yeah, so you've been watching wrestling for twenty-five years, basically constantly. You've yeah. got, how many DVDs have you got under your bed? Thousand, I think. Thousand DVDs. Uh, this just this tell gives you the level of what we're talking about here, and this is a good thing because my background in wrestling is very different. I was a massive fan back in the Attitude Era. We're talking WWF, um, Stone Cold, The Rock, you know, DX, all that. Um, and then I stopped watching wrestling for about probably like fifteen years, maybe. It could be as long as fifteen years. Um, yeah, I think I'm trying to remember exactly when I stopped watching it. Um, like I remember John Cena coming on the scene and Randy Orton and those guys. Um, maybe CM Punk to a little bit of an extent, but certainly not like the best of CM Punk in WWE. Um, obviously, I know CM Punk is. I don't live under a rock, but like that whole the last ten, fifteen years of WWE is kind of. A, bl- a blind spot for me entirely and we've come into this i started watching aw on the recommendation of a friend at work who recommended it to me he's a massive wrestling fan and i watched one episode of dynamite and i was hooked straight away straight away and it got to revolution and then i just could not stop watching it could not stop watching it um Basically, mate, I think you're a glory hunter. That is literally what I think you are. <laughs> I've had to sit through hundreds and hundreds of hours of abject shit. And the day after, wrestling gets probably the hottest it's been in the last 20 years. You say, oh, let's start a podcast. So basically... No, 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 right, right. Basically... No, 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 right. no, stop there. Stop there. I'm going to stop you there. So how this podcast came about... Nick put something up on his Facebook page about Impact Wrestling. 
And I was like, oh, Nick, Nick's interesting, isn't he? Yeah. I was like, oh, Nick, do you watch AEW as well? And then Nick would not stop messaging me about AEW. And then we started chatting. And then Nick was like, oh, I really, I really want to do a podcast. I really want to do a podcast about wrestling. Right. And I was like, sure, Dodge. let's do it. Stop. Excuse me. You've made me sound like some sort of twin um, stalker you've met on a night out. Like, <laughs> now, you, I'm, I'm trying to track you down for a night of God knows what. It's made me sound weird, mate. But basically, that's, no, how, that, it went, that's how it went down, yeah, basically. That's exactly how it went down. But I should reiterate that me and Nick have been good friends for a long time. It's not just like, oh, you like wrestling. Come do this podcast with me. We, we com- you commented on, you saw, you saw me on Facebook. You like to look at me and you thought, we could have a, vi- have a, we, bit of that. We could have a victim, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah, that's exactly how it went down. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's, so that's our backgrounds on wrestling. So I'm kind of in this as a bit of a noob. There's going to be a lot that I don't know, I don't understand, um, and Nick is going to educate me throughout this whole venture. However long we do this for, Nick is Nick is here to be the voice of reason. I say reason, but he's the voice of knowledge. This what this geezer knows about wrestling is you know. But what he doesn't know don't, isn't worth knowing. Don't, mate. Don't build me up, right? There's, <laughs> there's, I'm, I'm under pressure now. I know, I know bits and pieces, but not, my job, my job here is just to fill, fill in the gaps. And if people want to go, go off, yeah. and look, look in their own directions, they can. Mm. Like, but my, my role here is to educate you, educating Sam. This is, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, not you're not you're not wrong, mate. At all, you're not wrong at all. Um, yeah. So, I reckon. Should we just get into it, mate? Should we get into reviewing All Out? Oh, can I ask a question first? Certainly, mate. What what attracted you to AEW? What attracted me to AEW? Well, it's weird. It's it's hard to pinpoint exactly what put me into uh, AEW. Obviously, like a mate of mine recommended it, but um, I when I was watching WWE, sort of early, well, let's say late nineties to mid noughties let's say um i started like watching it less and less and i think i thought i was like ah oh, it's just because i'm getting older i'm growing out of it and then when i start watching aw i realize hang on i still love this it can't be that i'm growing out of it it just must have meant what i was watching at the time wasn't drawing me in okay and i think i can see i'll tell you there's one word actually that that puts puts it above all else i think that's passion okay yeah i think aew i think the the talent there i think there's incredible talent there for a start and i think the fans are incredible like the fans are so passionate about supporting aew supporting the talent there and i think the creativity that the the talent there has um yeah i think I i never saw that kind of level of passion in WWE. And I think when I stopped watching WWE, I think the problem was that it was getting too clean. All, yeah, the, all of the talent in WWE at the time was all very clean cut, clean shaven, like pretty boys kind of cookie, thing. Cookie cutter. cookie cutter is the phrase you're looking for, Sam. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think I think you're right. They're all being um, built in the same mould that, that WWE wanted to push at the time. And with AEW, you absolutely do not get that. It's such a diverse talent pool. Um, and, and I think it's it's refreshing to see. A phrase that I would use is creative freedom. They get they get more creative freedom. And we get, we're get going, we going into more detail about this, but Tony, Tony Khan's got his head screwed on. 
Oh, completely, yeah. completely. He gets criticism about being a money mark. We all know, we don't all know, but if you listen to this podcast, probably his dad owns Fulham. He tried to buy Wembley. They've got multiple sports franchises as well. The Jags and yeah, things, own, things like yeah, that. Jacksonville Jaguars, don't they? They own. Yeah, so they, they've got an, an, a sporting empire, let's but, say. But I think the thing is, he got a reputation of just kind of bought a little rich kid. He's got his dad's money. He's bought a wrestling promotion. No one had any faith at the start that he actually could mm. put put stories together, put things together that would attract people and become successful. Yeah, this is it. And I think, um, this is well, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but I think um, Brian Danielson said it perfectly at the end, you know, after the cameras went out and he addressed the fans, um, that the people who were there at the beginning have really made AEW. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. people who, like Jericho and Kenny, like those guys... Moxley, like they all believed in that company, and the fact that like someone like Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, formerly of WWE, is there is because he respects that a lot and wants to be there and wants to you know be right. creative in that environment and be a wrestler. Well, he hit the nail on the head when he went. It was he WrestleMania main event at WrestleMania, eight in April, mm. and he did, he gave an interview shortly after and said. My passion is not here to be here anymore. I've lost my spark, effectively. And mm. where, where are we now? September, so five months later. He signed with AEW, and I've just watched that before we hit record, the like post-match, uh, effectively, press conference, and he said, my passion's back. So that that Brilliant. is what AEW inspired in him, and that's a small microcosm of what it's done for the rest of us. If it's done that for him, then what's it done for people like people, well, people like you? But you know, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, this is it. And this is the thing. I think the, the fact that the talent has been able to get that spark back, that's translated into the fan base massively. It's bringing new people on board. And it's like people like me who like were not bothered about professional wrestling for like a decade, you know, and more have now been suck, sucked back into it. All right, go. Yeah. Let's go. All right, mate. Yeah, enough of that. Enough of that sentimental drivel. Um, why well, wipe, let's, let's well, wipe the out. tears away? Why well, wipe my tears away from your passion? <laughs> Very emotional <laughs> speech there, Sam. Bless you. Right, so let's get into it. So, we're going to do this as like just a play-by-play, I think, of um, of All Out. We'll go top to bottom. We'll go through the card. We'll talk about the matches. Um, we'll see what we like, what we dislike about the matches. The, some of the build-up. Um yeah, we'll go from there. So let's let's kick off. Let's go Kingston v Miro then. So do you want to do you want to kick off this, Nick? Do you want to start? To, you know, talk well, about, a little bit about well, the build up to this match. Well, to be honest with you, to describe this this is a, again what we're talking about. Rusev, as we all, we all know him in WWE, or people might know him, he was one of the most over characters with um, the Rusev Day movement, but his name's going to come up on this podcast quite a lot, only in contradiction to what he did what AEW doing but Vince McMahon didn't see it didn't see it in him mm-hmm. he was getting really over with the crowd really successful but he just wasn't pushed in the right way yeah. but obviously then he signed with AEW um, for six to seven months he played the video game character which which really Zangief pardon he's Zangief isn't he I have no fighter. I have no clue what that's gone again this is this is the, <laughs> this is the problems that we've got Sam's going to bust a lot of references that I haven't got a clue. Basically, <laughs> basically, to give I will, context... I will send you a picture of Zangief. 
Um, but they rebooted his character, and um, yeah, it, it's been a massive, massive success. Um, I, I think I think he's a monster. I'm a massive fan of Miro. Always have been. And Eddie has just organically grown into something that he basically Eddie Kingston to give him a quick pricey was a veteran on the indie scene. I'm talking underground, underground, underground scene, right? But he's just bit since because he coming in the pandemic when Cody was doing the open challenges when he won the t- when he won the TNT title, they were bringing in mystery people, mystery people, and people like me were like, oh, Eddie Kingston, like. He's a veteran that's been... Ba- but if he was a footballer, he'd be someone that's knocks about, knocks about the lower leagues for ages. Well, Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy. I knew you was going to say Jamie Vardy. Ja- Jamie Vardy, right? <laughs> knocks about the lower leagues. Later on in life, later on in his career, he's got his big break and it's all caught fire. All caught fire yeah. for him and I couldn't be happier. I love but, Eddie Kingston. I think he's got such a vibe about him. Um, like The crowd seems to love him. And I think I think some people have criticised his in-ring ability a little bit. I can see that, um, and that's kind of understandable. Like he's a striker, he's a brawler, he's a scrapper. You know, he's not a he's not a high flyer, he's not a luchador. He, you know, he's not a hugely technical wrestler, but it's just something about him. And he can do the throws and he can do you know the jumps, but he's that's not his bread and butter. But it's more his his persona. I think that people really mate. Know, is like, it, is his promo? Is his intensity? And yeah. again, his freedom to express himself, mm. and he's, he's, he's just been allowed to run with the ball, and he's taken he's taken his chance. He's taken his chance. He's been given opportunity. Yeah. He's taken it. Yeah, um, I, I I wholeheartedly agree. And like Miro's the same. I think Miro's such a good character. Like the promos that he does, all this sort of God's favorite champion stuff, and like the Redeemer. He's got like. There's something about it's almost like the cult of Miro kind of emerging there, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? He's like he comes across as like a big muscly cult leader, and I love that. I think that's quality. Right, mate. But we have got a lot of cult type gimmicks in AEW. You gonna, you, yeah, I mean, that, I don't think they're going to go down that route. I'm just saying that's like that's the well, vibe. That's this, kind this, of the vibe I get off him. This is this is this is what it's going to get. That's your. I'm going to critique your booking all the way through, Sam. Do you realise this? I'm going to be, <laughs> be like, it's fine. That won't work because critique away, mate. Critique uh, away. But in, ter- in terms of the match, just move on to the match just quickly, not quickly, but yes, yeah. I mean, that's what we're here. we're here to review all out and like we'll absolutely give background on all these matches. But like, yeah, let's let's talk about the match itself then. Hard, hard hitting, aggressive, yeah, fun. Yeah. That's what you in terms of a wrestling card structure. You want to pull people in from the start. You want a banging hot opener. Mm-hmm. I think they did well. I think it's a good. I think this was a great opener. To be honest, I think they're two two guys that that really get the crowd going um, for different reasons, perhaps. But like they're both, you know, fan favourites at the minute. I think, and I think yeah, it was a good booking to to open this open this pay per view with this match. I think it was a good good shout. So, so did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it, Sam? Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. did. Of course, mate. Good yeah, for you. Good for you, Sam. Yeah, I think I think Miro uh, sold it very well. Like some of the some of the throws that Eddie was doing, like a couple all the, the suplexes and the DTs and stuff. I think Miro was selling them pretty well, and like obviously, and it, they, obviously. They, they they looked really good on the telly. Like, and 
Like the chopping matches, man. Like I love like Eddie's just Eddie's chopping matches with people. It's just like makes me laugh sometimes. But I, I he said the the bruises on Miro's chest. Yeah, and and then it brings me back to the then it brings me back to the phrase wrestling's fake. Yeah, not, but it's not, it's not fake. It's a fake. It's isn't? not fake. It's not fake. It's rigged. And also the, the analogy <laughs> that, the analogy that I always use is in Die Hard, if Bruce Willis is driving around smashing up cars. Um, flying out of buildings. That is that real? Then it's the same. It's well, the yeah. same. It's the same concept. The same element. It's, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. Yeah. People get enjoyment out of entertainment. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I could not agree more. Could not agree more. But, but I um, I think but. in terms of the um the way the match panned out, <clears throat> I kind of predicted. I thought Miro would win in a little sort of snidey kind of way. Um. And I was right about that. He gave gave Kingston the little low blow, and that, that's a little callback to the uh, the the redeemed these nuts um, t-shirt and thing that, that Eddie was spouting the other day. And, look, and look. did you see the tweet Miro put out? Miro put a t- uh, tweet out saying um, consider consider these nuts redeemed or something like that. Hey, look, again, so, like, it was a proper like full circle thing. And I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I, I think. Now you got you got the screw, the kind of screwy finish with um, the ending with the referee, so they're they're gonna have a rematch probably at um, the the Washington show. Is it New York. York? New York. Fucking hell, I'm so tired. So home- <laughs> I've been, been yeah, at work all day. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a hometown show for Eddie, and surely, yeah, surely there'll be a rematch there. Um, yeah, no, and I think he'll win the belt there. So yeah, yeah good, I'd good. like to see it. I'd like to see it happen. And then it'll, it'll be a moment. It'll be a moment. So yeah, absolutely. Really good opener. I enjoyed it. Brilliant. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think I think they I think they absolutely smashed that one out of the park there. Um, so let's move on then to the second match, which was John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. All right. Now I don't know a lot about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't know. I have a huge knowledge. Well. Any knowledge really of that of that scene? Right, can I can so, I go? So can I go? Can I go? Yeah, it, uh, right? explain to me what, what ha, you know. Who is Satoshi Kojima? Is he a big deal? Just give me a little bit of background on him because I don't know anything. Satoshi, yes, Satoshi Kojima. If I can spit his name out, it's kind of like a veteran. It's a kind of like a bucket list thing, I think, for John Moxley. It's not the person that I would have picked for him to go after. He's not a big name. He's not a marquee name, but like a passing that took you like something that he's wanted to do and again we come back to creative freedom mm-hmm. they've, they've got this if they've got this agreement with um new japan pro wrestling yeah, NJP, yeah. njpw the thing that we've all or some of us might have read about open borders they've all agreed to work together because of the pa- i think it's been pushed on because of the pandemic and it's something that we can go into another day but new japan's creative Forces at the moment are not what they were three or four years ago. They were on a bit of a downswing, right? So they come to disagree. It was it was something that was a fun match, but it was more I think John Moxley driving it. His idea it was for this for me it was a fun little match, but it was all about, all about the ending. But as yeah. a fan, yeah. we'll talk about that a, in a minute. <laughs> no, no, but I would say as a fan, mm. um. It was kind of like that's done. Now let's move on to the big stuff. Yeah, sure. You know? The thing I think what I get um, 
from from the time I've been watching AW is that I think John Moxley has a huge respect for for New Japan, the Japanese scene, oh. the Japanese veterans. Oh, he loves it. He guys. loves it. That's what he was brought up on. Exactly, mate. Yeah, and I think we've seen it a few times. He's fought a couple of the guys from there. You know, he had the he had the IWP US title didn't he for a while? Um, yeah, and he and he's he's defended that a few times. And I think yeah, I think it's clear. It's clear crystal clear that John Moxley has a huge respect for that for that Japanese wrestling scene um, and it was uh, it was also good to see um, GCW getting some love as well the Game Changer Wrestling Nick Gage's company he was wearing a, a GCW jumper wasn't he and there was a few people in the crowd wearing GCW uh, shirts and things like that yeah I mean again we we can go into his love his love for because it's the, the multiverse, DCW is part of the multiverse that yeah. AW, AW have created, but that's, that isn't a um, story for, say a story for now, but there's so much story to cover, Sam. There's so yeah. much story to cover that I can't, well, we can't possibly cover it in the time that we've got now. No, like we could, yeah, we could be here for days talking about all kinds of things, branching off into various different times and companies and yeah, exactly. and all that, couldn't we? Absolutely. So in terms of the match itself then, um, what did you think of the match? I, th- I thought kind of kept, kept kept the card moving, kept the pace going. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just kept kept yeah, me enga- yeah. kept me engaged, kept me um, kind of. It did it did a job. It did a job. Yeah, I think I think it was it was two good wrestlers having a good wrestling match, like to really sum it up in a nutshell. Do you know what I mean? There was nothing sort of spectacular about it, but it was. You know, a good solid wrestling match. You know, between two so, obvious, you know, obviously very talented blokes. Yeah. Um. Like I say, to me, it's all about the ending. Can we go? Can we talk about Suzuki now? Can we talk about Suzuki let's, now? <laughs> let's talk about the ending. Let's talk about the ending. Yeah, I don't think there's too much to say uh, in terms of the uh, in terms of the actual match itself, like in terms of the uh, mechanics of it. But yeah, let's talk about the ending. So Minoru Suzuki then comes out at the end of this match, um, and slaps John Moxley about. Um, so, can you tell me, because it seems like this Minoru Suzuki geezer is a big fucking deal. From, I do not know who he is. From my, pers- so, from my, me. From my perspective, this is a dream match. They, they've had a, a belting match in the past. Um, last year, they had one of the matches of the year. I mean, obviously, you can, I don't know from my head, something I should know, but how, how old Suzuki is. This was the match when... when when the scenario opened up, everyone was like, oh, okay, they could do Moxley against Suzuki. And we were waiting, we were waiting, obviously because of COVID and the travel restrictions, but he's doing some dates for GCW. But put into context, I was thinking about, again, this morning or yesterday morning, all that happened to proceed, to what proceed, or from that point forward, I can't, and then I realised, oh, Suzuki debuted as well. But on any other day, that could have been a, Headline event. Mm. Just, just describe Minoru Suzuki's wrestling style. Hard hitting fucker. Hits yeah. hard. Gets hit hard. What, what yeah, you describe? Bumps. They're not even bumps, mate. It will just they'll just, they'll just lump each other. Head butts, everything. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. So it's going to be a proper scrap there. Yeah. Next mm. week. Brilliant. Well, this week should I say? Yeah. And also to that point, that's how much talent they've got. That's how much talent they've got. They can afford to just chuck um, that match out there. Oh, we'll do that. We'll do that on Wednesday. We'll do yeah. that on Wednesday. <laughs> right. we, we, they... Yeah, just like as a throwaway kind of idea. Yeah. 
it, the the size of their roster at the moment is yeah. absolutely terrifying. <laughs> well, they can they can whack like no, it's not. It's to my point. Pack versus Andre and Edlo on Friday. I just think, but in any other any, any other time in any other context, that would be a pay per view main event. That is the length, yeah. the length, depth, and breadth of talent they've got. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And it's like we'll talk about this at the end, you know, with the day, de- you know, the debuts and how how the pay per view ended. But like, it definitely, it feels like it feels like a, a new era. But we'll, I won't, we won't, you know, spunk all that now. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, and the Andrade thing, I thought it was funny during the Andrade's little promo. Um, and they tried to spin it a little bit as if it was like Charvo's fault that Pac's plane got cancelled or something. Did you yeah, say I that? I don't like that, mate. No. This is my this is my this is my first big. Charvo don't need to be there. Not like no. I, th- I think I don't know what he brings. I think Andre uh, Elidlo, um Andrade in WWE. I was when he was coming in because when it, when NXT was at his peak, he was one of the megastars. Have him mm. tear up Matt. And I was like, if you let but then he went out in, when he got over to Raw and was being booked by WWE main roster, uh, roster creative stuff, it just didn't work. And mm. When he got, when he got out, I was thinking, let this boy run wild, let this boy run wild. It just hasn't happened. He had he had the match with Kenny in Mexico a month or so ago. Yeah, another one that I was looking really looking forward to. Just didn't work for me, and yeah, his character hasn't worked. But if he goes on Friday and has a belt a belt against Pat, then. Mm. It could be the, it could be the start he needs. Yeah, I think I think Pack is a good a good booking for him as well. Like the way Pack wrestles, I think they they suit each other very well, and I think we'll get a good match out of that. Yeah, I, I think it's really solid. And also, I was really skeptical about them adding another hour hour of television so soon because mm. I think you don't want to oversaturate. You no, don't no. Want to, you don't want to give too weight too much of a good thing. But no. the last two or three weeks. Well, obviously, you had, the, you had the Punk debut on Rampage, so that kind of took... But I find Rampage a really easy watch because it's only an hour, and you have two or three really good matches, a hot angle, mm. and then you, and then you're done. So I'm, the jury's out on that one, but Rampage is looking good as well. Yeah, Rampage good. Like literally, uh, confession time. I wake up on a Saturday morning and just stay in bed and watch Rampage for an hour before I get up. That's, is that your wanking material, Sam? It's brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Um, <laughs> I mean, only an hour. But but that speaks that speaks volumes to what you just said. You get mm. you get up. You plan your well, effectively plan your day around watching wrestling. I mean, yeah. And I when's mean, sure? And when's <laughs> the last time? Like, when's the last yeah. time you did that? When's the last time you did that? Isn't it? I don't think I've ever done it. Yeah. So because let's be like Raw and SmackDown were on at a certain time. Like back when I was watching wrestling, and. Yeah, it was on. It was on Sky Sports on a Friday night or something raw, and that was when it so, was on. But like so now, is, with, with internet and streaming the way it is, you can watch it anytime you like. But so yeah, it is you can plan plan when you're going to watch it. You know. But it's, it's your excitement. You, I bet you can't oh, wait. Yeah. You can't wait to watch it. Like you're looking forward to watching it. Yeah, I mean, I mean Dynamite. I could easily just wait until Friday night, watch it on ITV4. And like, <laughs> whatever, but I don't have it. I've got the AEW Plus subscription on Fight, and I watch Dynamite Thursday. You know, I get home from work and I watch Dynamite on a Thursday. You know, 
and Sam, you're paying money to watch something. You're giving, you're exactly. willing to, exactly. you're willing to give over your money. That, yeah. That and that's the that's for, the aim. for something I could watch for free, but later on. And but that's that's the aim of the game, surely. Yeah. You you're you're willing to invest not only your money but your time in something. Mm-hmm. And actually, to me, even as a like as a JD wrestling fan, this, but. I full disclosure. I coming off a night out, um, for the Punk debut. But I was like, I'm st- I'm staying awake. This if if. Whereas before, I would have. I was buzzing that buzzing that whole day. I was looking yeah. forward. To, and, and I mean, that's something else in it. The Punk coming back is is something else in it. That's not your average. You know, it's it's show. not. But we'll get into it. But mm. it's it, appointment television. Is yeah. something that I didn't I didn't think wrestling would ever be able to recreate. Seems like it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, right. yeah. Well, we we are getting a little bit sidetracked here. This is a great chat, and I love it. And it's but good it's, to get into. But it's gonna it's gonna great. happen, Sam. It's gonna happen. This is just us chatting. Of course it is, mate. Of course it is. Yeah, and I love I mean, it. And, and, it. and your education continues. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the most important thing. You need to teach me, teach me things. Teach me things. So the next so match next- on the card was um, Doctor Britt Baker D and D. Versus Chris Statlander for the AEW Women's World Championship. Um, can I, can I start? Uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, crack yeah, on. Can mate. I start yeah, on this yeah. one? Just, yeah, I'm. I'm not a massive fan of women's wrestling. I'm not. Okay. Because a because what you're going to go into, I think, the WWE diva era of the pudding bowl matches, the fucking oh yeah, pant- oh, yeah. bra and panties matches, getting the bed matches, just stained stained it for not in that. That was a that was a slip of the tongue, wasn't it? It stained something. <laughs> it, it, um, but yeah, um, but also, I come to the point where I think women. I mean, this is not sexist or anything like. To me, it looked weak, fake in general. Mm. And yeah, but yeah. Um, that one, this one, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. And I only yeah, yeah. what actually sounds bad. If I wasn't doing this podcast now, I, I would have skipped it. I would have really? said, yeah, I would have done. See, I yeah, see, I do, I, I do disagree with you. I don't, you know, I don't, I, I like, I think, I'm about to put this. I think you're right. I think the the days of the bras and panties matches and all those kind of things, the WWE Divas thing, as as put a taint on women's wrestling. And I think we have come a long way since then. And I think the AEW. Um, women's division is one of its biggest strengths, in my opinion. I think the way they handle the women, the amount of TV, the amount of TV time they get, the matches that they're put into, I think it is a real strength of AEW, and it's something I do respect a lot about it. Um, I disagree. I do disagree with your your point that it looks fake and it and it they don't sell it well. I think that all comes down to individuals, to be honest. Um, but as a point to this match, I agree with you. I think this was a really good one. Um, I'm a massive, I'm a massive fan of Chris Statlander. I think Chris Statlander is a is a really good wrestler. She's strong, she's athletic. Um, in terms of her like character building, I think there could be more. I think her in ring is stronger than a than her out ring um, talent at the minute. But I think there's room, there's definitely room to improve that. Um, and I think, yeah, the, the, there wasn't much build up to this match, and it was yeah. Um, I mean. Even on the on the TV, on the TV, like yeah, I, like I can't remember there being oh I, remember, I do watch it like on fast forward or whatever and stop 
bits, but there's nothing that sticks out for me from a wider perspective that mm. I remember. But they've had a lot going on, and that, that is a criticism, not so much now, but in the early days of AW, the women weren't given enough time. They, right, they, right. Weren't, they weren't treated seriously. But I think... But can I just talk about Britt Baker? And, Absolutely. And, and like, in terms of her character work, and her character right. work with Tony Schiavone, because what... In days gone by, they would have done. They would have just had her mugging off Tony Schiavone, mugging him off, mugging him off. But they've got kind of this weird, like, lovable friendship. And can I just... At this point, I think, is a good, good junk just to throw roses at Tony Schiavone. I was a massive Tony Schiavone fan in WWE, but mm-hmm. toward, towards the end, because I think the product, he lost, lost motivation. Well, just, it, could yeah. be the same. it could be the same for anyone, Sam. If you're going to work, you're going to work every day, your company's in the shitter, close to being sold off, you're not, you're not going to give your best. But no, he absolutely. Had, he, had, he had 20 years off, he had, I mean, he had one appearance in TNA, so around about 20 years off. He's come back, he's engaged. How many times does Tony, Tony Schiavone appear on that TV show whether it be angles with Britt Baker, he's doing his thing with a big show, which I'm not a massive fan of, but he's the absolute MVP of that angle. He's an yeah. he's on, on-screen character and he's a cracking commentator. And I'll tell you what, he's loving it. Absolutely loving being there. Yeah, I'm, I yeah, absolutely echo that, mate. I think, yeah, Tony Schiavone is a breath of fresh air on that, on that show. I think, talking to co- you know, commentators, like... Um, JR gets a lot of flack these days, and you know, rightly or wrongly, you know, he, he's yeah, he's an old, he's let's be honest, he's an old geezer. He's been around for ever, and you know, he's he's getting on. He's going to slip up every now and again. And also, he's, Sam, he's, he's he's such a hang on a second, mate. Yeah, he's such a legend of the game that um, I think you have to forgive him that sometimes. Um, but on the same note, I think if he retired tomorrow, and you had Excalibur. And Shivani, and I don't know somewhere else, not Jericho. Taz, then Taz, I, Taz, Taz, put Taz in Taz, there. Taz, yeah, Taz is. I like Taz as a commentator, but yeah, you had Excalibur, Taz, and Shivani as a, a three-man commentator team. I don't, I don't think it'd be too long before you know. I don't think people would miss Jr. that much after a while. The thing, is, the thing is, why they brought Jr. in, and this is not rocket science. You turn on, the, say you're you, you turn on telly. Oh, that's Jr.'s voice. That, engage, that engages you straight away from memory of 1999, him screaming and all that, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's recognisable. He's absolutely recognisable, yeah. All right, 100%. so, yeah. So, Britt Baker, tick. Tony Giovanni, yeah, tick. Yeah. 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 yeah I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I think Britt Baker's a weird one for me. Because I understand why people like her. And like she's she's like very over with the crowd, but like I don't know. The sound up, I I find her really irritating. I don't know if that's just me, but I find her. What her you find you, just, you find it irritating as a character or as a character? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I just, I just find her the posturing and and all that. Just I don't know. Like I'm, I mean, obviously you've got to have that in professional wrestling. They've got to be over the top. And they've got to be posturing. But I don't know. Just for me. There's something a little bit cringe about her character. Okay. I, I can't really put my finger on what it is, but it's just my, you know, it's just just how she makes me feel. I think it's just it's a strange one. All right, I think, fair I, and I think I'm I think I'm in the minority there. Yeah, I, I think I think you are. I, I'd say you are, really. Mm. Mm. So we. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether it's just that I see her. I see her as like more of a heel, like a proper heel, and she's okay. not that at a minute. And I think. I think that's a 
that's I think she would be better as a heel. All right, then. personally, in yeah. my opinion, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got no strong opinions. I well, I just enjoy her character, but I think it's the Tony Schiavone double X. I'm a massive fan of. Yeah. No, it's good, mate. Uh, and so much- the match itself, then. We do, we do like to diverge. I love this. It's great. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good match. I thought the. Um, I thought Chris Statlander, Chris Statlander looks solid. I think. I think if you put if like on paper you put them two against each other, I think Chris Statlander wins it. But like, obviously it doesn't work like that. And I think obviously it's way too soon to be putting the belt on Statlander from a you know when she's just come back and all that and. And that kind of thing, and even the build-up to the match, you know, there wasn't really any storyline build-up in this or anything. Um, so it was always going to be Baker winning it. Um, but I thought, you know, it was a good back and forth match, um, and I think there's some good spots in it. And I think the ending was good. I think you know, Britt Baker basically putting three finishing moves on her, and just showing her it's like, yes, I'm, I am the baddest bitch. Like this is my belt. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Nah, I've got quite a great mate. Not not to hurry up, but we've gone on quite a bit. So I think we have to quickly speed through some of this stuff. I'm just conscious of the fact that it's our, it's our first podcast and we've probably gone way long and we're not even a little way through it. It's fine, mate. We've got time. We can do this. It's all good. So, right, let's let's move on then. Let's move on then. Um, I'll put you under pressure now, Sam, haven't I? Like... <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> to be fair, I, yeah. I thought I thought that it would be because I don't know I see Britt Baker as uh, like in my eyes she's a heel, but she's that's not. Nice, that's and, that's uh, and I just saw her like winning by nefarious means, like using Rebel or using Jamie Hayter or something like that. But she didn't, and it was like a really good end, good strong ending to the match. And it shows. I think that ending just shows you what a good technical wrestler Britt Baker is and can be. Okay. Um, yeah. So they're they're kind of my final thoughts on that match. All right. Um, so let's get on to the next one. This is a biggie. This is a good one. This I've seen so much go on about this, about potentially being the greatest tag team match of all time. Certainly the best one of the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is putting it up there. Let's be honest. The uh, Young Bucks versus the Luchas in the cage match for the mate, AEW it, it, tag team titles. And mate, I'm not being. What a match that was. What a match that this, was. This this was wor- this was worthy on any other show. In terms of match, but this if you if this was the end of the show and yeah. you, and and you went you went off air, you'd be like, yeah, buzzing. I'll, I'll, I'm happy with that. I've had a five, a four, or half, five star match. But mm. this this was your mid card match, like mid card main event, which I think yeah, speaks volumes of what kind of show they put on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, right, let's um, let's talk about the intros. Because like obviously the Luchas come out and they had sort of uh, their theme music done, you know, as live like rapping and all that. They had a rapper come out and they had like all the like elaborate costumes and stuff. What did you think of that? Well, I mean, I I know the first time I've mentioned the know it all word, but that, it's not the first time they kind of dressed, but gave it a big fight feel. That's what it did, yeah. and that's what yeah. that's what AEW do. They give. They give everything a big fight feel and make it feel special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, make it make it feel big time mm. with, with their production values in that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I thought I thought it was wicked. Like, and I think I think the Luchas. I mean, the, both of these tag teams. Let's be honest. 
from a technical standpoint, are both absolutely phenomenal, aren't they? Like, Mate, they're this... they might be the two best tag teams in the world at the minute. Well, well, we'll go into more detail about that another time. That again, but they're the fa- they're the foundation stones of AEW. They're the four. Mm. Well, they're two of the four people. If you that Tony Khan wanted, it was only mm-hmm. only their only because their country contracts were coming up that AEW started. And mm-hmm. I could again, I'm gonna play big time. But I could recommend you ten classic um, Young Bucks matches. And even one against these two, the first match that they had years back. The ladder match, wasn't it? I yeah. haven't seen it yet. I keep meaning to go back and watch it, but uh, I've, should, heard, should... I've heard loads of loads of stuff about that match. You should, you should do. Yeah, yeah. I will go. I will get back, get to it, and watch it at some point. I will do. I promise you. Um, let's talk about the Bucks then coming in. What was going on with that beard, mate? Uh, what, 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 <laughs> what do you feel? What do you feel when you look at them? What do you feel? What do you, what's your what's your gut reaction? Oh, I'm embarrassed for him. But that that's the that's the right reaction then, isn't it? That's the yeah, right reaction. That's what they want. That's that's what they're going for at the minute. Since they've turned heel, that's you know, that's they've been getting progressively more and more cringe. You know, in the way they're dressing, in the way they're I, I love it. and all that kind of thing. I love it. But yeah. I love it. I lo- I love it because it's giving you that reaction. Like doing what you should say it says on the tin. Mm-hmm. They're bit, they're, like they're playing heel and they're getting a heel reaction. Yeah, definitely. But um, do you ever right this this thing? Do you ever forget which young buck is which? Again, it's gonna sound big time, <laughs> but no, because I've seen in probably hundred, two hundred young bucks matches. Yeah, 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 I haven't got a life. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, mate, I yeah. always, I'm always forgetting which one's Matt and which one's Nick Jackson. Like, it'll I, need, it'll like, I need like an Ant and Deck method. I need because like Ant's always on the left. I need like. like Let's, let's, not, people don't let's, know Ant and Deck is. Let's write a letter to Tony Khan. So yeah, because Sam don't know if he's left from his right and hasn't got a <laughs> pair of working eyes. Can you like book them as Ant and Deck? Do an Ant and Deck fired angle, please. Inspired angle. <laughs> yeah, wait, no, it's but, right. I'm getting better. I'm getting better because I knew that Nick Jackson had the stupid beard, so I'm getting better at it. Okay, we learn. We're learning. We've uh, we're that. learning. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, just yeah. the general brutality, just the general brutality of it. The, oh mate, the, yeah. The, 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 I'm gonna pick out something straight away, just as hot take, not hot take, but the spike boot, you know, the, the bum text in the boot. Oh yeah, well, that, so they've that, done that before, haven't they? Hmm? They, are, I'm sure they've done it before. I can't. I don't. I can't. I can't. Mate, I can't, mate, I can't. It rings, I'm sure they've done at least you're, something like that. Before. You're, you're trying, mate. You're, you're trying to big time me, aren't you? You're just trying to make me look no, silly no. by going. It's by just going... in the back of my mind that thinks they've done it before, but like maybe they haven't. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just. Maybe it's like a deja vu thing. But um. But yeah. Did you? Did you, did you, did you, did you, did you really? Yeah, what was your, What was your reaction? What was your reaction like when you were? No, you, no, you. Use the description what you said. Use the description, the, the analogy you said. You shouted louder in some of that than when when Spurs occasionally. Oh no! It was mate. It was when no. It was at the end. It was when you, when the Luchas won it. I'd like shouted as if Spurs had scored a goal. Like it was like I was like no, so happy that the Luchas had won it because I think like they're such a talented pair of guys that they like. I mean, there's not been a lot of build up to this and not a lot of storyline. But, but yeah, because that because about me, gone. They had the tag team tournament, didn't they? Which I thought yes. that uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were going to win. I was convinced mm. that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were going to win the tag tournament and then take the belts at all out. But 
I think I get the impression that they just wanted to load this card up. This is what they yeah, wanted this yeah. all of us because of the the things bits and pieces that fell in place going forward. They thought yeah, we're going to put mostly everything we can to make this mm. a, a a big time show. Yeah, and I think I think when you're doing that, when you're loading a card like that, I think the Luchas versus the Young Bucks is, you know, there's a no-brainer. Like they're they're clearly the two biggest, the two most talented tag teams in the company, maybe even the whole business. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think they're they're teams that complement each other so well. Like, obviously they're they're both like so athletic, so like acrobatic, and like obviously the Luchas are like brilliant at the high flying stuff as are the young bucks you know what i mean like and it's such a spectacle when those two teams get together and this was just like an elevation of, of even above that kind of thing you know and this was only the middle of the car in it do you know what i mean, yeah, like, I mean yeah, card headliner in it <laughs> yeah like, like i said to you uh sam don't expect this all the time this is this is no. like this 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 is a peak that it's un- unheard of. Mm. It's, it, like I said, I've watched thousands of hours, thousands of hours of wrestling. I was thinking about it today, I was sitting there thinking about it, trying to categorise. It's got to be in one of the top two or three shows seen in the last 20 to 25 years. I mean, there, there, there's contenders there. There's like, I know I'm going to be going over everybody's references, but there's Canadian Stampede, there's WrestleMania 17, but in the mud, like what they've done is absolutely fantastic. And every, this card as a whole had everything, and this was, yeah. So Mate, I can't. Ma- this match, this match had everything. Yeah. <clears throat> Ex- but... Excellent technical wrestling, you know, high flying, jumping off of the cage, weapons, and... bloods, brut- you know, brutality. Like, it had everything. everything. And, like, I think the, <laughs> the bit where um, Penta jumps in front of Ray Phoenix as well to take the boot. In the face and that and like, yeah, that was that was wicked. That was a wicked thing to see as well. You loved it. I loved it. Mid, mid card, classic. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think it's gonna go down as a classic for a long, long, long time. That match, um, an absolute spectacle, absolute spectacle. And that's a headliner on any other show. That's a headline match. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was. It was. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. It was the highlight of. In terms of wrestling matches, yeah, that, it was, was, uh, that was the highlight would, of the whole the whole pay per view, wasn't it? Oh, it was my match of the match of the night. But again, 100%. it's not always about we'll get we'll get to that my my views <laughs> or something else go. Not it's about the story, not always yeah, about yeah. the moves. It's about the story going in and the story you tell you tell in the ring. But the, the, the I mean, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of build up to it. I mean, you had the tournament, but in terms of like I know the the young bucks and luchas have had some beef in the past. But it wasn't like a it wasn't a story that's been built up over months and months and months of culminating in this kind of thing, is it? But it's one, it's one but there's, another, there's another thing that you know where that where that has happened and the mat, which we'll talk about later, and maybe it's not culminated in in such a good in such a good way. Well, there's two, there's two matches I'm thinking of with that. So I've got, we'll talk. We'll but talk yeah, about yeah, that. match match of the night. We've got there's yeah. plenty, plenty more time for plenty more on that. Hundred percent. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Let that yeah, it's going to go down in history that one. So the next, the next match was the women's battle royale. This is um, a disparate match, wasn't it, mate? 
Is that? Oh, 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 I'm so glad you said that because I thought you had another sixteen pages of notes on something that I didn't hardly pay <laughs> hardly pay any attention to. Just to yeah. just to put it into, put it into context for me, I went. I work in education. I went back to work for my first proper week of work. So I had a bastard of a day, for a fun day, but I was knackered, and I was, mm-hmm. about, I was about two hours in. I was like, "Fuck, I do about it." But I thought. He's, Sam's going to say, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? But I did, I did <laughs> skip. Well, that's what we're to do, mate. We're here to analyse. It's called a podcast, but I, I, had to, I had to skip more or less the end of this. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it was, I think it was. Come on. A, you've got, you've got, half got half more, decent, you've got more than that. Come on. Decent, <laughs> I think it was a half decent palate cleanser for the, for the match that had just been, to be honest. I don't think you need, you, you go into. I mean, the match after this is MJF Jericho, and I don't think you go straight into MJF Jericho after that match. I mean, that we'll talk about that match and well, you know the good and the bad things about it, but um, you don't go into that match straight after the no, you, Lucha's Young Bucks match, do you? You need something it, in between. If this was, a, if this you describe this as a piss break match, there's something coming up. I would describe as fucking. I don't know what. I, I know what the match you're talking about. There's not even enough time to go for a piss and come back to your seat. So. Yeah. <laughs> at least this but doesn't I'm going to go into but can we just skip more or less to the end of this then Sam right yeah well let's talk about I want to talk briefly about the ending of the match um, obviously we have Ruby Soho coming in as a debut um, and this is another person that I really don't know anything about so if you want to give me the lowdown on, on Ruby right. Soho what she's about and why she's a big deal Ruby Riot in the end of NXT she has kind of got I'm going, to sound, I'm going to sound, but the kind of punk wrestling feel about her, she's attract. Um, she's got she's got a fan base, but again, I have to I have to go on a sidebar because it relates to the story. You're all the, there's a lot of WWE budget cuts going on at the moment for various reasons and rumors that I'm not going to go into. But she was one of the ones that was let go, and I was like, even though I I said earlier on, didn't I? Like, I don't follow women's wrestling that closely. I was like, but I was like, hmm, interesting one. And I think I think you lead to her against Brick Baker. You lead to her against Chris Statlander. She had some good matches in NXT um, as a character. She's number one with name value. We've given more time and more creative freedom. There's there's scope for good stuff. Nice, mate. Yeah, that sounds great. I just want to talk about the ending of the match as well, in the way she won it. And I thought it was a bit silly. <laughs> the ending of that match, I don't know how much you remember about it if you weren't paying attention, but it was literally they both went over the top rope and were sort of jostling on the on the edge and it was like I don't know, it just it just all got a bit silly at the end. You know, when you say like you know, not selling it and uh, just making it look fake, I think that was the way, you know, that's like the epitome of it for me. That was they're both clearly, right. you know, they they did that on purpose, you know, they obviously obviously they went over the both went over the top rope and were sort of like, oh, I'm going off. No, I'm not. And then Ruby go like, oh, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm it's like one off. of them. It's like they dragged it out for too long and it just made the ending look a bit silly to me. Okay. All right. That's a good takeaway, Sam. You got it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. So, yeah, we've had our piss break. Nice and empty, refreshed, ready for MJF versus Jericho and potentially Jericho's last ever match. And let's, um, let's be honest, like where it is in the card... And all that he's he he won't he won't ever gonna lose this match was he let's be honest. And also they've done it they've done it twice or whatever it is. they did it once on telly it was the top of the um I'm actually warning I'm gonna criticise AEW's booking Jesus um, 
they did it in the tri the trials of MJ MJF, didn't they? The like last couple of weeks they've done. Like, oh, Labour's Jericho. Labor's, oh, Labor's Jericho. I do, I do know what I'm talking about, people, but I'm just... <laughs> um, they did the Labour, which, which I really enjoyed, by the way, the Labour's Jericho. Yeah, mystery, yeah. mystery opponent every week, every week. But blow it off at the pay-per-view. Blow it yeah, off at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Don't do not do it as a, pay, like, a TV main event. I think yeah, it's a waste. It, should have, it was poor timing, I think. Uh, yeah, it should have been it should have been built up as the fifth Labour all-out. Jericho wins the fifth labour and then we move on. Do you know what I mean? Like having that, it's like a bit, all a bit anticlimactic, isn't it? It's all and a bit all, of a lamp squib. And I've just got a cup. Can I just have a few minutes just to talk about this? Like this is one of my big. Go on, mate. Um, I this I weren't looking forward to. On paper, I weren't looking forward to it. I think Jericho's gone now. I think he's, in ring he's gone. And as a commentator, we won't go. In, I don't. I think he was brought in to be. The major marquee name, early doors, when I mean when AEW started, yeah. and he was okay. His matches with Kenny in the beginning were okay, but I think over the last 12, 6 to twelve months, he's got fat. He's got his dad bod. He's proper got dad. dad bod, hasn't he? He's and, got and, dad and, bod. and it's just didn't do anything for me. And I was like, I, I, at this point, I was bored. At this point, probably it was a bit of burnout, Sam, as well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I. We watched that. We watched. Um, we had the classic tag team cage match in the middle, but I just weren't engaged by it. And you know, yeah. I'm, you know what a massive fan of MJF I am. I'm a, yeah. I'm an absolutely massive fan of him as a character, as a character. But in ring, not convinced at the moment. He, yeah, he needs he needs more time in the ring. He's hardly had. He's only been. Who's he been fighting? Jericho. Um, he had a few. Yeah, he, had, he had a few with Jericho, and going back, he had a. He did wrestle Moxley for the title, and he had. Mm. This is why we need to go back, and I need we need to start from kind of the beginning, so I can hit the major. You say he wrestled Moxley for the title. That's before I started watching it, mate. You only started, started watching, watching him. I started watching like March. Yeah, so this if if we describe this as AEW, this was a kind of mini reboot for AEW by the end of this show. That mm. this is this is phase one over. So let's do use, use the Marvel MCU analogy, right? <laughs> yeah, but this is phase one. We're moving on to phase two. We need to go back and cover some phase one, I think. If this, if, if yeah, anyone, yeah, we will if, do. We will do. We'll go back and we will look at some uh, some of the earlier days in AEW and, and see how far they've come. But that's definitely for another time. I do want to talk about briefly the entrance, the entrances for these. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's coming. MJF, yeah. MJF baited me so hard. <laughs> no, yeah. so hard when that countdown I was like oh fucking hell Jericho's going to do like his old entrance thing and then he's like oh no oh no yeah he's done that. okay but, MJF's done me you know what that was it's, it's attention to detail Sam yeah it's attention to detail because even from the entrance ramp they've done something that's entertaining and engaged you yeah yeah and I think and I do want to talk about Jericho's entrance as well a little bit you might disagree with me here well, I hated it can I say I what I, can I say what I text you? I thought you were going to really like it because I watched it a bit before you didn't know that bit. I was like, yeah. oh, you're going to because thought not for those a bit. You're more of a oh, again. I don't really know, but metalhead is that the right description? Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. I'm I'm a massive metalhead. I love heavy metal. You like fuzzy? Uh, they're a bit too dad rock for me. Okay. I mean, I love Jericho's theme because just because of the the ties to Jericho, I love Judas. But like beyond that, like it's a bit dad rock for me. But um, that's yeah, that's by the by really. But like I just, uh, I've got a thing where I hate hate people being out of time. 
Do you know what I mean? Like when, yeah. when you know, but that, the, the, that the comes from your background, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got musical backgrounds. So I'm in a band as well, um, and yeah, like, and even when you know when um, we sing national anthem England matches, and yeah. none of the crowd are singing in time, none of the footballers are singing in time, it just infuriates me. Okay. And then, and I think, I think when he started playing I the know. opening riff. On the guitar, I was like, "Ah, oh, this this is sick. We're gonna get live Judas. That's gonna be wicked." And then it just he just started playing the vocal line on the guitar, and I don't think the crowd knew what to do to start. And it's like a few of them got into it, and it's like, "Oh!" And, and then they were all like off time, and I was just like, "This is just like a really cringe." There was it was more impactful when Jericho came out to silence, and the crowd just sang it. Well, that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting around. Hundred percent. Yeah, right. I think if I think it would have been a better idea. If you'd have had the full band there, you play that opening riff, which is a wicked riff, by the way. Jericho sings the first two bars. He drops the mic and the crowd sing the rest. Okay. All right. Again, it was something I, I wasn't that bothered by, but obviously because you're getting back on that you look look, it, yeah, look yeah. into it with more detail than I do. It's just one of those really like, really like those pet peeves that really annoys me. It's like when people start clapping at like music events or like, Concerts or whatever, and Sorry, you're out of time. It's, you're it's, clapping out of time, isn't it? Yeah, if you had a, yeah, that was me. Like so taken or taken aback what you just said. <laughs> yeah, it just winds me up. It's what I don't, I don't clap along to anything anymore because, like, it just like it winds me up, and like I just get annoyed at people right. doing it because they're always out of time, and it just winds me up. It's why I can't watch Metallica live anymore because last time like, always out of time. Can I just but bring anyway, up the, like, the segment on Dynamite? The um the interview that Jericho did so like the go home interview he did with JR in the ring yeah yeah I thought JR was really good as much as critical I am as JR the way yeah, the way yeah. he like teared up and was oh, like yeah, this is my yeah. this is like my best buddy like we're yeah, close yeah. friends it made mate and also as much as a critical and the MJF promo when he referenced Muhammad Ali and did mate, that not, promo that's one of the best promos I've ever said this is this is MJF's like me- mega strengths the geezer can cut a promo like nobody these days. Like the geezer is is on point always. You know what MJF needs? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's 23, 24. He needs reps. Yeah, and he needs reps in the ring because he does. He it, needs people to work with. He needs people to work with in the ring and get better in ring. If he can get better in ring, the geezer's going to be an absolute superstar. He um he was um in M- MLW. And he was 21, 22, which MLW is a smaller independent promotion. You think like a League One team. Yeah? Sure. A League One team, but Tony Khan's coming with all his money and took Tony Khan's scouting networks is strong. He's picked up M- M- he's picked up MJF, but he's picked him up from the academy and put him straight in the first team. Using yeah, the, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he needed to be in the lower leagues for longer, or you need to put him, you need to put him, he needs know. minutes, yeah, I don't know where I'll go with him, and he's a character I care about, as well, so that's why I want to look after him, if I'm booking, but I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he can, he can be, a top talent, he can actually, because he's a fantastic I mean, heel, let's be honest, like he's one of the best heels, that they've got, at a minute, what, like, what analogy do I use to you all the time, he's the modern, modern day, what is he, the modern day what, did this no, if you listen, no. I forget what you told me. The modern, modern day million dollar man, and you're aware of the million sure, dollar man, sure. isn't it? Yeah. Yes, I am. He, yes, he, I am. he yeah. is, though. You know enough about the million dollar man character to see the comparison. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. Yeah. Right. I agree. Yeah. That, but this yeah, is great. This the build the build up to this and the labors of Jericho was yeah, were fan, yeah. was fantastic. But this payoff, I'm not about. And uh, it's at, anticlimactic, isn't it? And at this point, I was getting bored. I was like, I was, I was a bit burned out by this point. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like we've had that. Like <laughs> this is the thing. It's adrenaline, isn't it? You get that massive, like tag oh. match, and then you've got the piss break, and then you've got a match that's potentially like got consequences. Let's be honest. You know, if Jericho loses. He's out of the game. He doesn't wrestle again, um, which you know, obviously, like I said before, was never going to happen. But you know, it had consequences. So you'd want it to have a build, and you'd want it to be a spectacle, and it just weren't really. But I do want to talk about the ending of the match, where uh, the first time I've ever seen it, the uh, wrestling match has gone to VAR. That 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 popped that popped <laughs> me because that because this if what this podcast is is, my, I'm I'm a bigger lover of football. West Ham seems yeah, to get. Oh, yeah. you're a massive Spurs fan. Sure. Um, but if we can, like, we, there's, there's going to be so much. So there already has been that. I was mentioning it, and I, I cracked up laughing at that. I was like, yeah. if this goes ahead, pop podcast title. Yeah, but, VAR is Jericho, isn't it? Like, yeah, I don't. Have you ever seen that happen before? I've never that, seen it. That is quite a um, regular trope. Let's, let's say it's called. Um, yeah, it's called a screw screw finish, false finish. Right. And it's something you use quite often, but again, you're 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 entertained by it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I had it like I was like, oh fuck, Jericho's lost the match. What what's going on? Like he's like, and I was like, was surprised by it as well. I was very surprised by it, and then it, obviously it got all turned around and that. So like that was a good twist. That's a you know that was a good positive about it. It had a nice twist in it, and it was an entertaining end to the match. But I think that was the best kind of the best thing about it really. There wasn't much else to write home about. No, um, yeah. I mean, it was all about the build and the promos, but Jericho needs. What do you do with Jericho now? But in, if it was me, take a break for a little while. Take a break. Well, this is this is the thing. I was talking to my mate, and my mate who put me onto AW, and he was saying that Jer- Jericho every now and again has breaks to go on tour with Fozzie and things like that. So this may be one of those times that he's, you know, he might take a break after this and go do things with a band and then come back in a little while. And Sam, he's wrestled a lot. He's, what, is he 50-ish? 50-odd? He's like, he's like uh, 52, I think. 52, yeah. 53, something like that. And he's re- he's wrestling like, what, out of the lot, what he's done the Labour's Jericho. He's wrestled every week on telly probably about the last five or six weeks plus this. Give him yeah, six yeah. months. And when, it, when, he come, when he comes back, have him wrestle once every three months. Use him in promos. Yeah, use, yeah. Him, use him to back up the inner circle. Have him about to cut promos and stuff. But don't have him in the ring. Sure. Yeah, and don't I mean, have him I mean, fucking shout. There's enough yeah. talent in that faction as well that he doesn't need Jericho wrestling every week. You think you got Sammy no. Guevara in there? He's a massive talent. Let's be honest. And, I mean, he's still he's still a young geezer, but and Santana Ortiz as well. They have another great, another really good tag team, and, and even Jake Hager. Like I really like Jake Hager. I think he's like a very good brawler, and like he's definitely got a place there. But like Sammy Guevara should be your main man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, mate, I'm a massive fan of Sammy, and that's another, another name that we haven't even mentioned that was nowhere near, nowhere near this card. That's how much depth that they've got. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's so much talent that didn't even get looking, you know, the other night. And yeah, they're yeah, the ma- they're the Man City, they're the Man City mate of um, wrestling. They've got so <laughs> yeah, much talent, talent in their reserves. Except AEW can fill seats, mate. Ah? Huh? 
<laughs> we're finding a groove now. We are finding our groove. It was. I must have been. It was a ropey start. I was like, I'm, uh, yeah, that's my. If we signed off now, I'd be happy. <laughs> you know? We've got a couple more matches to talk about, mate. So let's get into I that. I weren't being literal. I was being like, this, 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 yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy right. now. So the next one, and this is a big one, the in-ring return of CM Punk. So obviously we've had the big reveal at Rampage the other week, CM Punk, the massive pop in Chicago, Punk's return, met with a plum, and this week on All Out, his in-ring debut. Has he still got it? Can he still, you know, can he still pull the punches and that? Like, what did you think? Um, just in full, full, full disclosure, I didn't. I was. I thought it might happen, but like, incoming in, we're going to more depth. But I thought it was never not happen so quick. But look, why it's happened, and the pro- I was so excited for Rampage, but the whole segment or just blew me away. I watched yeah. it. I'm not many of you over that weekend. I watched it twenty or thirty times, and this is, this, this is how much wrestling. But it put me on a high for that weekend. You know what I'm saying? It put me in a good yeah, mood. Yeah. But then I started thinking, but this is the criticism, not the criticism, but CM Punk's always been character work, promos, the pipe bomb that we'll go into one day. But mm. all about about that in ring, he doesn't not doesn't really need it. But I mean, the guy's just a phenomenal talent, and he. Let's be honest, in and out of the ring, he's a phenomenal phenomenal talent. And even like, even if he's got a few years on the clock, he's still. You know, it won't take him long to get that back. You know what I mean? He might have, you know, lose a, you know, let's in football terms lose a yard of pace, but mm-hmm. definitely, he's still, he's still. I was, he? I was skeptical again, but it was you've passed one test, but are you going to shit the bed in the ring? That was what I was scared. Like, was it? Was it? Was it? Was it going to be awful? But it wasn't. And it wasn't at all. No, I like, I like, and just to come back to my thing about it, it doesn't all have to be moves and fucking flipping about and shit. No. Tell a story. I mean, this, this Tell a story. Bigger than just a wrestling match, wasn't it? It was. It was the modern day Rock Hogan. Mm. That was the match that. But in, I, I love that. Wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea because he's not flippy shit. Not. But it's a story. It's a story. It's a story. Yeah, it's yeah. a story. And the crowd was on the edge of their seats. Yeah, and I think it's a great. It's a, it was a great coming together of like the old and the new. And this like CM Punk's this established guy who's been around for ages, and you know making a grand return. You got Darby Allen. Yeah, I, I think Darby Allen is was a, almost a perfect booking for this match. It elevates him as well. So you've yeah. got gives him the shine. And if you just said to me, I know a year ago you're going to see Thing, Darby Allen, and CM Punk in a ring together, participating yeah. in that angle. Yeah. As me, as me, as the J, we me as the jaded old bastard. This point, I'll be like, "What? No way! Wow!" <laughs> and again, we start to talk about moments. If that was a moment to sign off the pay per view, I'm happy. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, sim, sim, I'm, I've had enough. Like, well, what my money's worth there? Sure, but I think. Um, do you reckon we'll see Sting, Derby, and Punk in a six man tag at some point? That, that's where they're going. They're going trios. It's gonna happen, isn't it? They're it's going trios, and. I, I've had this because of reading online that that I've had this idea floated to me, but Punk and Sting, could it? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I I think could Sting carry Punk? 
Punk Harry Sting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I want to see it. Don't want to see it. You know what I mean? Because I think we've we've seen Sting in the ring once or twice, and he's not. He to be fair to him, he's he's in good shape. He's sixty-two and he's flying about like a motherfucker. Yeah, but he's in good shape, isn't he? He's in good shape, mate. When he come back for that the tag match against um. Hey, uh, Ethan Page and help me out. It's Scott, yeah, yeah. Um. So that match was just absolute. When he did that, I was like, again, talking about moments and that. I was like, fuck, he's done it. Because I was because before that, he did the what match they did in, in the garage in the garage, the cinematic. Oh yeah. Uh, like did, have you seen, have, it, have, you, it. have you seen any of that? Did, was you not watching? Yeah, that was yeah. um that was Revolution, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so Again, that's been the first pay per view I saw from AEW. Yeah, so I saw that. That was good. They, but in in that context, now they can protect him. He obviously, mm-hmm. he's posted. But but getting back to my point, things blow me away. Sixty two, and this this is the run. Things one of my favorite wrestlers. You what about the story in lockdown? I was you went. What are you doing? I said watching a sixty two disc disc thing collection, working my way through it. <laughs> um, yeah, mate. unbelievable. This, this is the run he would have wanted. The WWE yeah. run was a sign-off, yeah. and it, that was a fuck-up. That was a fucking fuck-up where Vince was trying to get his jollies off by mugging off WCW one more time. Um, but this this run now is absolutely... But Punk, Punk and Sting, come on. Do I, do I want it? <laughs> don't I want it? I don't know. Oh, uh, mate, I, I can see it happening, but I, I think the I think the, the, the trio's tag is going gonna, is gonna to happen first. And I don't, yeah, know, they, they I don't get, know if we'll see it. When they need a reason also, to get in the ring with each other as yeah. well, do you know what I mean? Also, I was so scared. Like, there was, I think I've had my memory so stained by impact bad booking. I, I, was, right. I was like, please don't let Punk swerve around and kick thing in the nuts. And, like, turn heel, like, straight away. I'm so glad they did it how they did it. Yeah, mate. To make yeah, it a big m- But, like... We're going, but there's been so much bad booking that's kind of implanted itself in my brain. That's how things yeah, would have been yeah. done. Yeah, mate. You tell I was mate. excited about that one, Sam. I can't, I've li- mate. I can't. I've, li- I've lifted so, myself so, from Jericho versus MJF. This is this is the thing. This is what we did, right? We're talking about this is this match is the first CM Punk match in like seven years, over seven years. Yeah. And you just spent five minutes talking about Sting. No, I've, bur- I've buried the lead there, and I fucking mudded mu- mu- the lead. But there's plenty much time, more time for CM Punk. You, yeah, everyone knows yeah. how much love I've got for CM Punk. Yeah, absolutely. But um, in terms of the match, then I think like I think the match maybe started off a little bit slowly. Um, there was like a lot of oh, like, when, like, back and bro. forth hammerlocks and stuff like that. Um, when they sat down, when they done, when they done the oh, pose yeah, off. Yeah. No, oh, that's that. Was that yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah, I love that. But like in terms of the actual match itself, I think yeah, it started off a little bit slowly, but they kind of both found got themselves into the groove. I think that was that was probably deliberate. I think you know Darby Darby was never going to go hard on him straight away. I think they wanted to like both feel their way into the match a little bit. Um, but I think Darby Darby sold it well, and I think he looked determined from the start. He like he's always got that sort of determined look on his face, Darby, and he plays that character kind of really well. Go on, mate. Um, was in wrestling you call you the squash the squash matches like right, squash right. matches are like when when someone comes out like star and then someone more or less in the ring straight away you think fucking hell this is going to last two minutes yeah. but this was a squash match but squash match 
It didn't look, it didn't look, make, they make Derby and look like an idiot, but kept Punk really strong. So sure, I, sure. I was really happy with the way this was booked. Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, it was good. And I think, like, my, probably one of the highlights of the match was when, you know, they had the, the, the GTS, like, outside the ring. And sort of Derby going outside the ring, kind of saving him there, and then coming back in, and then for another GTS, and then like Derby sold that G- that second GTS so well, that looked amazing, and uh, Punk got the win there. Like I mean, Punk was always going to get the win, let's be honest, in Chicago. Yeah. But like I think like the ending to that match, like the, that finisher looked looked so good, and it was so good to see Punk do it, and Derby having somebody who could sell it so well and make it look as good as it was to finish that match was great. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. It didn't shit. Didn't, and it wasn't wasn't bad. Which I was. I was. It, I, I knew it. CM Punk would be bad, but you know, when you got when you got memories of a film or something like that you love, or you're an mm-hmm. actor, and they come back, and they're not, not they're not as good as what they once was. Leave the memories alone. But it wasn't that. You know. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I think. It was a great, it was a great booking for Punk's first match back, and I think the, the second match is going to be much better, more spectacular. This was always going to be Punk feeling his way back into the ring, shaking off that ring rust. Um, and I think you know the next couple of matches that Punk has is going to be more spectacular, more entertain, more entertaining to watch. Not that this wasn't, but it will be. You know, there's more to come and better to come from the return of Punk. And we've had the comeback part one. Like that was the victory, not the victory. Like with the story was the comeback. You know what I mean. But yeah. the second, his, his second major feud, he's got to get into promo battles. It was, it was a respect. The story was he wanted to wrestle MJF. MJF wanted to wrestle him. It was just, but now Derby. Oh yeah, MJF. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you know what I meant. Derby. Um, Owen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now his next feud's got to be maybe against MJF. That's why. But. On a car- on a character level, the promo battles, the build up, and that will be fantastic. And mm. you could, maybe do I do I want to say that? I don't know. I think MJF is is the man to rob Punk the wrong way and get him get him angry and get him yeah, rolled, rolled up again up. and like. Yeah. And I think depending on how they handle that. It's the also, Jericho, if Jericho goes off for six months and MJF's got no one to beef with, I think Punk Punk MJF as a feud and a storyline could be really entertaining. And you've got the pinnacle to back MJF up and you've got Sting and Derby to back. So you could yeah, spin yeah. off in that direction as a as part yeah, of the build, yeah. you know? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. That yeah. Like yeah, great great return for Punk. Um Legend of the game, and he's he's we're gonna see much better things from him as well going forward, hundred percent. Um, so the next one, barely a piss break. Let's be honest. Um, Paul White, aka the Big Show. He's not the Big Show anymore, but he's Paul White. The Big White Slow. Big the Big Slow versus QT Marshall. Um, I mean, the less said about this, the better, really, isn't it? This is this was. A, this, I mean, you needed it. In between Punk and the main event, you needed something. It was your, it was your it was your buffer. That's what it was. Yeah, it was because yeah. you you can't put all this stuff because the crowd will get burnt. Think, mm. but you knew you know what I felt about the whole Billy Gunn kind of big yeah, show. Yeah. I said I think I wouldn't have liked to seen this twenty years ago in their peak 
in the Attitude Era. I don't want to see it 20 years later. And the other two sluts he's got with him, his sons, no, Holton no. and whatever he's done. Yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not here for that. You know what I mean? I'm not here for that. No, I'm not but, I'm not a fan of the gun club, I'll be honest. But in their defence, I know kind of why they do it. Again, it's the same analogy as JR. If you turn the telly on you, you, oh, that's the big show and Billy Gunn. Mm. And if yeah. you're a lap fan, it might pull you back in. And this is it, the big show, he's such a recognisable character, isn't he? He's big. You know he's, I mean? Yeah. He's, he's built he's up he's big. his house. Like, he's a huge giant of a man. And he's had gimmicks, you know, massive ladders and massive chairs in the past and this sort of thing and all the stepping over the top rope with one leg and like, yeah, and yeah, all that kind of right. thing. But this was just a nothing match, wasn't it? Like, it was pure filler. I think the best thing was just like, oh, yeah, let's see the big show do a choke slam on QT Marshall. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was It was a moment. It was a moment. That's all it was. Yeah. And what, hang on, I just what, do want to touch on QT Marshall's sparkly trunks. What'd you think of them? Uh, <laughs> Bit jazzy. Yeah, mate. That was a highlight of the match for me, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Coordinated sparkly knee pads and trunks for QT Marshall. I, I think that, that was geezer, your... That geezer wears like... His pants are... I swear, I swear he wears like two small trunks. I swear his trunks are always too tight for him. Budgie, budgie smugglers? That work? Budgie smugglers, yeah. He's the only man who really wears like budgie smugglers, isn't it? What do you... Um, what did you think of CM Punk? Everyone's like going mad about CM Punk's what he was wearing longer shorts, weren't he? Oh like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's but, ditched the trunks, hasn't he, for this one? But. I did, I did, I didn't notice. Honestly, I didn't, it didn't really bother me. But online seems to have caused some discourse. <laughs> I mean, the geezer can wear what he wants. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But um, yeah, I certainly, I certainly think he's more of an imposing figure in his trunks. You know, it's he's more like looks more like ready to go, ready for battle kind of thing. But um. I you know I, I didn't have a yeah. problem with it. The geezer can wear what he wants. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, we've gone into a ten minute. We, we said we've got to wrap it up. We've gone into a four, three or four minutes discussion about trunks now, Sam. If you're yeah, here, you're if you're here, you're here for the long haul, people. Right? <laughs> if you made it this long, then fair play to you. We will we will be talking about fashion quite a lot. Nah, we probably won't. But we <laughs> may do. We may do. We may do like a podcast down down the road, like best costumes and things like that. Or you know, when we go when you know, we go a to Patreon, Sam. Segment. When we go to Patreon, we... <laughs> yeah, a little special, yeah, a little like half hour specials about costumes and things like that, but that's for another day entirely. So we won't we won't get bogged down in that. Right, let's get on to the main event then. We're into the main event, Kenny versus Christian for the AEW World Championship. Um been a little bit of build up into this. Um obviously Christian beat Kenny for the impact title. Um I think we all know that he wasn't going to beat Kenny again for the AW title. Um, it was always going to be a Kenny win for this. Um, but yeah, what did you make of it, mate? I enjoyed. I enjoyed the first match a lot better, a lot more. I mean, it weren't bad. It weren't yeah. bad. But like, and fair play to Christian because I was hypercritical of him coming in. Mm. I was like, Ugh. because when they prom, do you remember how they introduced Christian? Was he what like? He was watching that point, weren't yeah. you? When Mark Henry, yeah. come, Mark Henry come out and went, I've got a surprise. And they, at the Punk point, they were teasing Punk and a couple of other three. And at the list that was out, please don't be Christian, please don't be Christian. Because <laughs> he's, one of, he's one of Tony Khan's favourite wrestlers. That is why he, they pursued him so hard. But fair play to the bloke. He's knuckled down and he's he's done better, a lot better than what I'd expect. He looks fair. good, mate. I'll not be funny. Like Christian, I think, has proved a lot of people wrong. Yeah, me, me, me. 
Yeah, you, you, you for one. Like I, I have kind of no expectations going in. Going in. Um, when Christian turned up, I mean, I remember Christian as you know, Edge and Christian. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he was kind of always, um, for my money, like the geezer who hung out with Edge. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and he was like Edge's mate, but I think he's come into AEW, and I think, as you say, he's worked really hard, and he's. He's had some good fights, and he's and he looks solid. Do you know what I mean? He's he's forty seven years old. Forty seven. You know what I mean? And he don't look it. He don't no. look forty seven, does he? He don't look like a forty seven year old man. Um, he don't look, you know, past his physical best by any any means. I mean, he probably is past his physical best, but like, yeah, I know, I know not, what you're saying. Not, not by much. And the fact he's that he's worked so hard, and he's not a Jericho, is he? Mate. No, he hasn't. In, got term, in terms of build, like, yeah. No, and he's not embarrassing himself by any any stretch of the imagination, Christian. Um, it's not the it's not the main event I'd have chosen for this. Um, you know, Kenny Christian again, but like, I can understand why they've done it. They, they, they've done it because of the ending. That's what yeah, they've done. Yeah. They, they, the main event was the ending. Yeah. Um, just on um, just a quick, I know, but what do you think? What do you, what's your general takeaways with Kenny? What do you think of Kenny? I like Kenny. I think he's a good character. I think he's a really. I think he's quite a fun character. He's like, yeah, he's a hard one to pin down. He's 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 got this weird eighties retro vibe going on, isn't he? And he's like, obviously, like massively cocky, and that's just the, you know the character he's built up, you know. And um, but I I like it. I think he's quite entertaining. I think he does like- a promo quite well. But he's he does he has got kind of at this point he's got kind of Kenny tropes, hasn't he? In his promos, yeah, he's not, he's not got, sure. um gone. He's not always been like that. Um, no, the no. kind of like what you're saying about the handlebar Lemmy mm. style kind of moustache. Everyone was saying he was trying to channel trip, but he's reinvented because when he first cut up with his history lesson, Sam, quickly, when yep, he first yep. come in, he was the best wrestler in the world. The best wrestler in the world. But everyone used to call him Penny Sprint, what he used to have in New Japan. 40, 30, 45 minute matches where he'd, where he'd sprint at the end. Like build, 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 good. First, last five or six minutes closing stretch, mm. boom. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's what everyone was expecting. But I say about creative control, like yeah. giving giving creative freedom. Well, I think he's a positive for Moxley. He's a positive for um, Punk and Brian if he gets it done. But Penny, I don't think it's kind of doesn't his ideas don't they're wacky. Yeah, and yeah. he needs to focus yeah. on. Yeah. He has got a bit. He is a bit wacky. I will give you that. His character <coughs> is a bit wacky. Sorry, why die? Um, what I've what rescued Kenny's character? Well, I know it's a sidebar quickly, but for me, it's Don Callis. Don Callis Don is Cal- the Don Callis is star of that. And I would go as far as say on the mic, he's a star of the elite. I I, I love Don Callis. Yeah, Don. Like I mean, yeah, love him or hate him, but you've got to respect, you know, what he's brought to the elite. I think. I think, yeah, thinking about it, I think Kenny would be a very boring character without Don Callis. Like, I like Kenny, and I do like his character, but I do think that Don Callis just elevates it to, like, something else. And they complement each other so well. Um, don't you, Don? I mean, we could, we could have a history lesson about Don, and he's mine for the business. I mean, he was booking TNA for two years. Impact TNA, what you want to call it, and that was TNA's best run in a long time. And they, 
to go into the story of that, but yeah, on the mic, um, he carries the whole elite. He carries the whole elite, and I love him. I love Don Callis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, I think he he's the glue. He's the glue that like binds the elite together. Really, yeah. at mm-hmm. this point, um, we'll speak about a little bit about that in a minute. But um, in terms of the match, I thought it was a good match. Actually, I thought like from a technical point of view, I thought the match was good. There was like um, some good, like when Kenny like highlights for me, like Kenny doing the three snapdragons in a row. And you were saying mm-hmm. about the Kenny sprints. I mean, this was you know maybe not to that level, but like. Kenny doing the three snapdragons in a row was like a pretty pretty cool thing to see, um, and also the um, the spear through the table as well, which was like yeah. naughty. And Christian clearly got hurt there; like he's, he was he was cut up after that, after he speared him through the table. And I thought that was really cool to see as well. I love a bit of that. Yeah, so you enjoyed it. I think yeah, as a yeah, you know, as, as something on pa- as something on paper that I was not really that enamoured of, it's delivered more than more than I expected. Yeah, I think so. I think as well the um, Kenny styling out the uh, slipping off the barrier as well. Did you say that? Yeah, <laughs> mate. <laughs> his, his facial expressions, his movement, yeah, is yeah. is brilliant. But uh, that's a controversial take. He's not all he's cracked up to be for me. Yeah, you think he's a bit yeah. overrated? A little bit. Yeah, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. I don't dislike Kenny. By any means, but I like, yeah, I, I'm inclined, I'm inclined to agree with you there. But I think, yeah, I think they're, they're they're waiting for the for the the right um the right story and the right push to to move the belts on. Having said that, that's my next point. I know it's a spoiler, but the pay for main event, the next pay for you. If I think think it's what it's going to be in November, that's mm. going to be a belter. You know, who do you think I'm talking about? Who do you think? Well, this is the thing. Now, well, t- two weeks ago, I don't know. I don't know. But um, now, it could be any number of people, couldn't it? Um, I think but you're probably thinking of Brian Danielson. I am thinking of Brian Danielson. This is not a tape, but that was a nice, this is, this is a nice little lead in now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about it then. Let's get let's get into the the, the ending of the, uh, of the whole event. Um, you nearly called this we had a conversation about this and you, you kind of had a prediction about what was going to happen at the end of this match. Um, and you nearly got it absolutely bang on. When I was watching it, I was like, ah, oh, Nick has called this two AT. And you was, you were saying that, um, you thought Kenny was going to win and he was going to get on the mic and go, everyone's beat me. There's no one left, no one left to challenge me. And then it was going to be rather the Valkyries or final countdown. Brian Danielson was going to come in and start knocking shit out of Kenny. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Tony can't. Tony can't. Tony can't. He can. He can. No, but he can afford all his talent. He can afford yeah. all that, but he can't afford final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> what about is it? Is it Europe stand that sing that? Yeah, Europe, Europe like yeah. their buyout clause, whatever you want, it must be massive. Yeah, I've seen Europe live. They're actually quite good. See, look, this is this is the kind of content you get. Sidebars like that. Was, Dan, <laughs> was, Dan, was Brian Danish in the crowd giving it? Yes, can't. No, no, well, mate, no. this is at a festival. It's like Sonosphere Festival about 10, 11 years ago or something silly. Were they decent, uh, though? Did they, hmm? Were they decent? They were all right, yeah. I'd say it was a bit dad rock for me, but it was all right. They were fine. Did they, it was did... all right to watch at like four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon getting pissed on Strombo or whatever. But... Did they um, close with Final Countdown? Yeah, I believe, that yeah, I believe. yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'll look up our... Alright, can we go back to what you talking yeah, about? back to wrestling. Probably the biggest... Um... Yeah, we'll get off of Scandinavian, you know, metal. Yeah, mate, well, that's what people... Well, this is, this is where the money is. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so yeah, do you want to talk us through what actually happened um, and your thoughts on it, mate? Go on. Um. Yeah, the end. Um, when he was doing the promo, because it reminded me so much of the clip I sent you the other day, the ending of the first viewer Jericho's doing the victory lap of Moxie debuts. Mm. Same, same kind of setup. And when it was Adam Cole, I was a bit like, I was like, right, that's past it. With the, because the thing with me, the quickness of how that deal's come about. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it was only a few weeks ago. Well, not even a few weeks ago. It was like. What was it a week, two weeks ago that we've yeah. really been let go? And it, mate, he was, I know you don't want it, but he was main event in NXT TakeOver, what he is now, mm. into, but but still he was a main event player in that. And also, just as a sidebar, you know on the um, Sky Plus or Sky Cracker, NXT, because yeah. I, yeah. I still take it, don't ever watch it, but the um, wallpaper for that is still Adam Cole. And I was like, that made me chuckle a little bit. <laughs> he's an AEW wrestler, but he was so he's so fresh in the mind that. Um, but equally, in terms of the, I thought, oh, they can do Adam versus Kenny, and kind of deliver Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson down the road. But when the heel turn happened, oh mate, like, I wasn't mate, expecting wasn't... it at all. I was well, like, I was shocked. Well, we haven't said have we, what we did because I, I was in front. I, I'd seen it, mm. and I said. Ring me and put me on FaceTime when you're watching it. I just want to know your yeah, reactions yeah. and your. Yeah, um, Nick, Nick wanted to see my react my reaction live as I was watching it. So. Um, but <laughs> when when, like Kenny went, you you um you didn't think we were gonna fight him basically effectively. He's one of our mates. I just thought oh, that's genius because he actually yeah. like going, going into the history, the story of the Bullet Club, which was the forerunner to the Elite. Um, he was a main event player uh, with them. And when he dropped the, he dropped two references in his little, kind of half promo, really. Didn't it? When he went, story, story time with Adam Cole. That was yeah, one of his yeah. phrases before when he was in Ring of Honor, when he was growing up effectively in wrestling. That popped me a little bit because of the back reference, you know. Um, but when he said, uh, "What's he saying? No chance in hell." Yeah. Obviously, we all know what that lose to. Yeah, yeah. But it just made me chuckle. Um, and you thought. Oh, that's, that's a shit for the pay for you to go off. Not a shit, but can't have the heels on top to end yeah, the show. Yeah. That's it, mate. Yeah, and then we had the the reveal, the, the debut that we all expected to happen, and it was uh, Brian Danielson coming out to Ride of the Valkyries, not Final Countdown, but Ride of the Valkyries. A little, a little bit of a remix, Ride of the Valkyries, as well, weren't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but I can't. No, it's not good for a podcaster, but amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, yeah. that whole story and that segment, the way it was pulled off, told and all that. Yeah, mate. I just think that is why I love wrestling. Stories and moments and yeah. backstories. Yeah. Wrestling, wrestling can be done well, you know. Wrestling can be done well. But we've had, we've had 20... The lot, I started in 97. 97 to... I mean, 99... Um, that was the last hot period. As soon as WWE folded, then they rested on their laurels. They had no competition. TNA wasn't competition. I don't care what you say. Sure. They didn't. Sure. They didn't know how to book a pro. They had all the talent in the world. All 
if you if we, we'll do that one day, we'll write a list of everyone that went through TNA. <laughs> and, yeah. And they had, had all the players, but the man, they had all the, the squad, but the managers were shit, if you're using football analogy. Of course. Yeah, that, was, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, so this this is this is a team that are being a back well in terms of if you want to call AEW team back well in terms of resources, mm-hmm. which is what I was saying there. But coming back to Tony Khan, he's a wrestling fan with a wrestling mind, and seems also that way, doesn't it? Sorry, yeah, seems I mean, that way, mate, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, for me, the end is that pay per and the C, if you were to tie that back in, the CM Punk debut, you had you had two moments in the last what, month or so that haven't even been touched in the, in the last ten to fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that, that's where we're at. That's where and we're this at. This is the thing, and this is you're talking about the last ten to fifteen years is my wilderness period. Do you know what I mean? What a time to come back into it. Yeah, like I said, like I said at the start, glory hunter, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a glory hunter, mate. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they got re- wrestling got relegated, and now uh, now the yeah. old bones no, no, are bottom. Oh, well. and now, now, I'm, now I'm following them again. But, well, it's Man City. It's Man City, and it they beat you in them. You weren't interested. They got relegated. Yeah. They got relegated to League One. As soon yeah. as Abu Dhabi yeah. come in, that's it. And they still can't fill the stadium. That's it. We're gonna, second we're gonna, second time I've made that reference as well tonight. We're not we're not going to have um, many Man City fans. Not not many people with Sean Gallagher shirts on their back listening <laughs> to this podcast. My brother, I tell you, my brother still carries. He's still got a shiny, shiny Sean Gota match attacks card in his wallet that he got like <laughs> millions of years ago. He used uh, to he take. Tried to pay, he tried to pay with tax, with, pay for taxes with it in the past. I've got I've got a picture somewhere on one of with me posing with it. He's <laughs> posing with it in like in a club somewhere. Incredible, incredible. What a way incredible. to it! I just think we should rename this to Goa now. Sure. <laughs> Name the yeah. The title of this uh, episode is Shiny Sean Goa. <laughs> <That's, laughs> maybe, <yeah. not. laughs> but um, maybe yeah, so. But, I'm, yeah, I'm but, pushing yeah. for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get let's get back to wrestling. This, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. We um, so yeah. I think for what an incredible uh, pay per view event for starter like it's it's certainly the best event that I've probably it might be the best event I've ever seen you know as you know coming yeah. from like being a casual fan back in the day and then coming through um, certainly up there certainly up there and I think this is you know from the debuts that we've had and the, the pool of talent that talent. AEW has now you know Brian Danielson Adam Cole CM Punk you know and you know, and all the other talent they already had like this is this is another phase, as you say, like the MCU. This now is like the next phase of not just yeah. AW but professional wrestling as a whole. Um, me as again, like me knowing all the backstories and all the conclusions and all that. I'm selling like not to be patronising you, Sam, but you're mm. interested mm. because and but I'm thinking they could go here, they could go there, they stuff. Yeah, this 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 could carry you for two to three years. You don't have to do anything. I'm gonna probably. I think we've, us as this podcast has gone gone on. We've grown into it a lot. Mm. And if you stay, even you mentioned Rusev or uh, Miro. Yeah, he's a main event player. He's a main event player down the road. Potentially, yeah, but, absolutely. Why not? Just, uh, Why not? That's, that's just that's just another name. There's Andre Alidlo, Pat. It goes on. It goes on. Yeah, and, there's so many like guys who they could push to the front and have as main event. You know. It's that mix as well. It's that mix as well, Sam. 
Mm. You turn, I don't turn more on now, but I'm all good on Twitter, so I read the results. Oh, what they've done, Sheamus versus etc. Again, I, I, read, I think I read a stat online. Sheamus wrestled, I can't remember who it was, in the last two months. Yeah. In different yeah. combinations, 10 to 12 times. Right. That's right. more than once a week. Come on. Yeah, Come on. It's a lot, in it? It's a lot. You've got yeah. to rotate your, your, your talent. And this is the thing. And AW has got so much of it now. And you know, with Rampage coming in, the, you know, the other show, they, they've got that opportunity to rotate those guys, you know? I hope that doesn't go two hours. That's my major concern at the moment. You can't burn it out. Keep it an hour. Keep it pacey. Keep it whippy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Right. Um, yeah, so let's wrap it up then. Yeah, so I think, yeah, a fantastic pay-per-view. And, um, yeah, so much to look forward to in the future. Um, so that's that's going to wrap it up for this week. So you can get in touch with us um, on our email, uh, chairshot.pod at gmail.com, uh, or you can tweet us at the chairshotpod, um, and that's also our Instagram handle as well. Um, yeah, we're planning on making this a weekly thing. Um and next week, I believe, uh, we're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart as something that was um, almost a, a year zero moment for me in terms of professional wrestling. I think we, we, if you're in agreement with this, Nick, um, we're going to talk about the 1999 Royal Rumble. Yeah, okay. Yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but I, we, know, just... I know we said we're going to, you know, AEW is going to be our bread and butter, but we will occasionally dip into, you know, WWF history and WWE history and whatever. Um because it is important, um, and that is that's the event that kind of that I remember the most from my childhood and watching watching wrestling. So, so, so it's g- going to be a good place to to go in. We're going to both watch it again, and we're going to talk about it in depth, similar to how we've done this all out one. It probably won't be as long, but we're going to no. yeah we're going to talk about the nineteen ninety nine Royal Rumble. And also, to my I think we'll do a little 15-20 minutes at the start just to. Cover up the foot, cover the fallout from all out, as it were. So finish your major. We'll go through. We're, you know, we're still going to be messing about with the format of this. Um, this is the pilot, so this is, you know, this is we're finding our feet. So um, yeah, we're still working out the format, the little kinks. But the idea is, we'll talk about, you know, week a week, a week in wrestling, how Dynamite yeah. and Rampage have gone, and then we'll get into a more meaty subject and have an in-depth discussion. Well, there will like if this carries on, there will always be for me AEW content. Like that, that is yeah, the yeah. that is our bread and butter. Um, yeah, but so if you, if you enjoyed the AEW chat, don't worry, there will always be, be more. And I'd say cut us some slack. If I feel personally, the first twenty twenty five minutes we were finding our feet, but then we hit our groove, and I think we've got. I, I've podcasted before. I've always podcasted in a in a room when someone's in a room with me. Yeah. So and this is the first time we've done it over Skype. And full disclosure, Sam lives in Leeds, so it's not as if he can come around my house or vice versa. We can't discuss. No, so, we're, all, we're doing this all remotely. And yeah, so if you've enjoyed it, get involved. Um, tell all your friends. Um, and we'll see you again down the road next time next week, hopefully. Bye-bye.